Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a very special edition of The Decision Hour. I'm going to be your host today, Adam Bird, and i got a very special guest with me today that I'm going to bring on. But before we do, uh, I want to give a big uh, shout-out to all of our sponsors uh, out there. Um, first off, big we got to give thanks to the uh, the Home Network Heroes Media Group. Uh, they got the new website that's coming up that's going to be launching here very soon. Make sure you check that out. Go to heroesmediagroup.com. That's heroesmediagroup.com. Uh, we also have uh, Reality Realty, Virginia Heroes, a big real estate company, largest real estate company in the uh, D.C., Virginia, and uh, Maryland area. We got Mammoth Global Partners. Uh, great media outlet uh, that we partner with, uh, getting professional athletes. Uh, we have Student Veterans of America, another great organization. If you're a student vet or you're looking to transition out of the military and looking to go to school, get involved with the Student Veterans of America. Go to studentvets.org. Uh, that's studentveterans.org. And uh, check out to see if they have a club near you um, also got to give a big shout out to our man brian over at iron mike supply uh, who's going to be coming out with our new magazine called iron mike magazine uh here pretty soon he's also going to be in charge of uh the heroes media group uh storefront and all the shows that are part of the heroes media group network family uh will be able to sell their products and whatnot there that's coming soon and you can check all this out by going to heroesmediagroup.com so with that being said i want to bring on uh, a lady who um have gotten to know a little bit over the course of the last uh month or two and she's gonna be um doing something pretty spectacular so I'm gonna have uh, bring her on, uh, and I'm gonna butcher her last name like I always do. So I, it's it's Diana Mostenier. Did I say that right? It's Mostenier. Mostenier. Yes, See, I, I was really close. I was, I, oh. So first off, thank you, Diana, for coming on and taking time uh, to talk with us today. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Oh well, I'm glad you could be on here. Now you. You founded an organization called uh, SwimForVets.org. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Tell us, tell our listeners. Uh, well, first off, before we jump into that, tell tell our listeners a little bit about about yourself. Well, I'm, you know, just your average American citizen. I'm a, a wife, a mother of three. Um, I work two jobs. I'm a triathlete, so I like to. To do triathlons and I'm an artist as well so that's pretty much in a nutshell me all right now now you're doing a a, uh, a swim you're going to you got an event coming up uh, here in, in in July of, of this year that that you're putting on from from the swim swim for vets how did swim for vets start I mean how did how did that come into fruition and where it's at today well, how it came into fruition was I have been uh, kind of wanting to do a, a long swim, like a, a channel swim. And I've been reading about it. And not that I was tired of doing triathlons, but kind of, I like to um, do stuff that physically challenges me. Because when I was a, a kid at the age of 12, I had scoliosis as a child, which is a curvature of the spine. So at age 12, I had back surgery, and I have a titanium gel rod attached to my spine. 
And um, having gone through that, um, I always took very good care of myself because I knew I had to because I had that physical, not necessarily a disability, but disadvantage versus what others, um, people who don't have that. So I kept myself in shape and uh, fell in love with triathlon, um, but I wanted to do something a little different from triathlon and kind of take a, a little bit of a break from training for that. So I wanted to do a channel swim and I was talking with my husband one night and he said, you know, in order to keep myself focused and, you know, on task with this training, because it's going to take a lot of training, how cool would it be if um, I had it be a fundraiser for veterans? Because I have family members who are either former military, current military, most of my uncles were in one war or another, um, and they served in the military. My dad was National Guard. So I have, you know, I, I, I understand that there is a need for, um, for helping of the veterans and not just, you know, from, the government hasn't been doing a great job and I wanted to do something on my own that would uh, bring about, at least, I mean, it's not going to be huge or anything like that, but every little bit helps and hopefully it brings more awareness. And so I started swimprovets.org. Um, it's just me. I'm a foundation of one. So, you know, I built the website, um, everything that's on there I've done. I've, um, no one's paid me. I don't have, I have one sponsor, uh, who, who purchased the, the kayak so I could train in, in open water and actually have someone with me while I'm swimming in open water and training and taking on uh, nutrition and, and fluids because um, I have to practice doing that because it's going to be a long swim. It's going to be 20 miles in the ocean. Hold, wait a minute, wait a minute. See, <laughs> see, <laughs> see time out, time out. Time. I, did you just say 20 miles in the ocean? Yes, it's a 20-mile ocean swim. Good Lord. And and I'll start, um, usually uh, they have you start um, close to midnight. So I do have to practice night swims. Um, and the reason why they have you practice with a, a kayaker is, one, you want to practice being handed the, the nutrition. But they kind of guide you. You don't, like in triathlon, anyone who's a triathlete who has done triathlons on the swim you sight to a buoy, and that's how you keep yourself on track for that entire swim. It's you sight to those buoys. Okay. Um, when you're in the middle of the ocean, there's there's no land unless you're pretty close to to a landmass, but there's not any way for you to sight to anything. So you sight to the kayak or to the support boat, and um, you know, and obviously there's a cost. So uh, the boat mainly is the cost, um, and I had uh, thought I had someone to help me with that, and they ended up not being able to do it, which was unfortunate. So luckily, the uh, 
the captain of the boat was willing to give me a, a discount because he loved the fact that I was doing this for veterans. So he gave me a, a discount, but I still had to come up with money. So I did a little bit of a GoFundMe just enough. And I had been uh, scrolling away money for my second job just so that I would have money to um, tip the uh, kayakers. Because the kayakers that are on board the boat who help you with your swim, they don't get paid. They do it out of their heart. So it's recommended that you give them a tip. So I was saving up money for that, but I was able to pay the down payment on the boat to save my um, the date that I wanted to do the swim on, which is July 9th of this summer, this coming July. Um, I'll be doing the swim on July 9th. So I get on the support boat. We go all the way over to Catalina. Um, when it gets close to midnight, and the reason why they do close to midnight is because the ocean bed is calmest. You don't have to worry about um, the tides going in and out. Um, so I give them the signal, I'll swim over to the shore of Catalina, because they um, stop the boat about 400 yards off shore. Mm-hmm. I, I swim over, climb out, I have to give them a signal that I'm ready to swim, and that's when um, someone from the Catalina Federation who is there to observe my swim and who also times my swim, because it is timed, um, and when I successfully finish, they'll put that in their record book as to how long it took me to swim. Wow. So um, I give them a signal. I start my swim. Obviously, it's at night, so I have um, glow sticks on me. There's glow sticks on the kayaker. There's lights on the kayaker. So I can see them, and you start swimming and a lot of people think oh well when you're tired you get out of the boat and you rest and it's like no once you're in the water you are swimming until (laughs) you reach land which is San Pedro so it's the coast of LA is where they have a couple of landing sites and that I will as soon as I climb out of the water and I have to be completely clear of the water for them to stop timing um, then I, I will be finished And just to kind of give people an idea of how hard of a swim this is, is this originally started in 1927. And William F. Wrigley, who, no, Wrigley Field, Wrigley Gum, he he promoted this very first swim because he was fascinated by a person who was American, female, came back from doing um, the English Channel. And they had a little ticker tape parade for her in New York because it was she was the very first American to swim the English Channel and successfully do it. So he thought it was fascinating. So he kind of looked over on the uh, West Coast as to where we could do a swim like that. Wow. So he set up this very first Catalina Channel swim. And to get people to actually want to do the swim, he put in $27,000. Now, if you think back in 1927, that was a lot of money. That was a huge purse for anyone who finished the swim. So he had 101 people start the swim. 
only one finished out of 101 people. And you have to think back then, they didn't know a lot about nutrition, about, you know, taking on water, Gatorade, or whatever it is that you, the nutrition that you use to fuel your body for a swim like this. There was none of that. Um, So they did the 20 miles with, you know, not really a lot of support or anything like that. Now, when when you say, let me interrupt you real quick, Diana. When you you say support and stuff like that, I mean, you're in there. I mean, you got, I'm assuming, and correct this if I'm I'm wrong, but, I mean, are you using fins or you got a wet hat? Are you using goggles? I mean, you know, uh, like a a wetsuit or are you allowed to use all those things or are there certain rules that you can and can't, things that you can and cannot use during the swim? Okay, well, the rules are, it's, um, English Channel rules. And so the only thing you are allowed is a porous wetsuit, so a regular swimsuit. You can't use one of those uh, fancy skin suits that you see a lot of competitive swimmers use. Okay. Um, you can't use a wetsuit. You can't use fins. You can't use a tempo trainer pacer that you uh, have underneath your swim cap. I have one for training, but I won't be able to use it on the swim. Okay. Uh, uh, a regular swim cap and a pair of goggles. That's it. That is it. <laughs> That's all. It's, it's you against nature. <laughs> wow. It's what it is. And, you know, depending on how, how nice the ocean decides to be to you, and I actually looked up, because um, if you go to the Catalina Federation um I think it's .org, um, but they have uh, a listing of all the swims that have happened over the years, and plus they've got the history of the swim. Um, but so far, there have only been 352, and I hope I'm correct on that, 352 successful channel crossings. And that's from... 1927 on up to today. So that's not a lot. Wow. If you think about it, that's right. <laughs> not a lot of swims, of successful swims, I should say. And it, anything can happen. It could, um, some people get seasick. They may not get seasick on the boat, but when you're out there and if you have um, a bunch of waves, if the ocean's tossing you around, it can make you sick. So some people get seasick. Um, some people's they don't time their nutrition correctly. They don't take on enough water. Or uh, maybe they get stung by jellyfish and it adversely affects them to the point where they have to be pulled from water. Or if, there's, um, if the captain of that support boat um, see something that could cause danger to the swimmer or to the kayaker that's in the water, they can call your swim and say, you're done. And even the, um, the person who's viewing your swim from the Federation, they can pull you out of the water can, as well. Can call it. Listen, folks, you're listening. You're online right now already listening to us and, uh, swim for vets, Org. Open up another browser. Go to swim for the number four vets v e t s dot o r g. Um, 
and, and, and I mean, this is a, I mean, this is a big deal, Diana. This, I mean, did you twenty miles open, open ocean, and it, it sounds like you got a lot of safety, you know, precautions, you know, set up, which is, which is good, because that that be my main concern doing a, a <laughs> I, you know, I'd have a, you know, I'd, I'd want safety precautions if I was swimming a hundred yards in the open ocean, let alone <laughs> 20 miles. My goodness. So, uh, swim for vets who are the, you got, you got two charities that, uh, that this is going to benefit from. You want to talk about those charities? Correct. Um, the first one is Amvet and they're, they're nationwide. And they're a very good organization. Um, they pretty much help veterans get back into civilian life. So whatever you, you need help with, AMBETS is there for you. Absolutely. So they're a very good organization. Great organization. Um, they're reputable, been around for a long time. Um, the other one is closer to where I live. I live in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So uh, Soldier's Best Friend. They, and most of it's volunteers that run this organization, and they train dogs to help veterans with PTSD. And they pair, they train the dogs and they pair up veterans with these dogs, and, and the veteran and the dog go through the training together oh, nice. and form a bond. So to me, I love animals. I have five dogs. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, um, you know, my husband was a canine officer. So um, when uh, the dog retired, you paid the city a dollar for that dog, and the dog comes yours. And and I have always grown up with animals. I come from a family of six kids, and we always had dogs in the house, big dogs, Um so I, I just love animals, and I love the fact that they take these animals to help veterans with um, PTSD because that's a, a huge, huge problem yeah. for veterans when they come back from from Iraq or Afghanistan. Um, so I I just thought that, uh, and, and they're smaller organizations, and the fact that they're local here in Arizona, that's a huge reason why I chose them. I've had several fr- uh, uh, vet uh, friends that I have uh, that I know have gone through the Soldier's Best Friend. Great, I know them very well uh, uh, as well. So a great, great organization. Diana, what, people that are listening to this and they're and they're already and again, folks, if you're you're listening to this, open up another browser, go to swim the number four vets how can if somebody wants to contribute or, or or donate or get involved with what it is that you're doing or help in some form or fashion? How do they contact you? Um, if they can, there is a contact page, so they can they can email me. Um, again, I, I'm a foundation of one, so I didn't put my uh, personal cell phone. I don't have a uh, like a one eight hundred number or anything like that because it's just me. If they send me an email, um, I'll get it, and I and I will reply back to them. Um, if they want to donate to either one charity or both, I hope both, um, on the homepage, that's where it is. You scroll down a little bit, tells you a little bit about me, gives a brief description of the two charities, and then when you click on the donate button, it actually takes you directly to 
their donation page oh, on their site. Awesome. And I did that because I didn't want people, I wanted people to feel comfortable in donating for one. I didn't want people know, not knowing where their money was going. Right. So when they're donating, they know exactly their money is going directly to that charity. I don't touch any of the money. Um, and I, cause I wanted people to feel comfortable in donating. Um, my goal overall goal is 25,000 to 50,000 for both charities combined. Nice. Now, if I get more than that, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, that'd be great. And, and one of the reasons why I, I'm hoping this is super, super successful because if it is, I actually am looking at other, doing other channels. And like, say, there's a, um, and this one's an actual race, but it's, um, it's called the Men's Manhattan Island Swim, Marathon Swim. And that one's, I think, 26 or 28 miles. And you're actually swimming around Manhattan Island. Oh. And it's an actual race. And I would go out and do that race, but I would choose a couple of charities, one or two charities, out in New York that are vet veteran charities for people to donate. So that way, wherever I do a swim, I'll choose a charity that is local in that area so that any money that gets donated, it's going to stay in that within area. that vicinity. That's cool. That is really cool. Well, listen, Diana, I, I know you're, you're busy, so we're not going to get any parting words before we let you go today. No, just please get on, you know, um, you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram. Um, I do have a Periscope. I don't do a lot of Periscoping. Just um, I will be when I, I go out to, I'm going to do a, a training swim out at the end of March out in San Diego. So I'll do a little bit of Periscoping there too. Um, but Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, get on the site. Please donate. Please share with your friends, you know, retweet, um, like my Facebook page and just, you know, word of mouth, just share and get people to donate because without you, this isn't going to be anything. You know, I am reliant on the, gen the generosity of the general public and just understand that you know, I'm not a veteran myself. I'm just your average American citizen who wants to give back to veterans who have done so much for this country. Right. Well, you we can definitely make sure we, your stuff is will be blasted out on the Heroes Media Group stuff several times. We're hoping to actually be out there or, or have somebody there when you come out of the water um, in July. Uh, that would be amazing. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're hoping, and we can talk more offline about that. But uh, listen, ladies and gentlemen, Diana, Swim for Vets. Check her out. Swim, the number four, vets.org. You're already online. Open up another browser. You need a couple uh, organizations. You want to make a donation. She's doing this for AMVETS and Soldiers Best Friends, which is located in Glendale, Arizona. I vouch for both great organizations. I've worked with both of them in the past uh, on numerous occasions. So great, uh, great opportunity. And, and the fact that you're doing this, you're, I mean, you're putting your body on the line. I mean, it's 20 miles open water. I mean, think about that, folks. 
I mean, it's absolutely amazing. So show her some love, show her some support. Go to Twitter, go to her Facebook page, uh, and we'll make sure that we put that stuff up on the Decision Hour uh, show page as well as the Heroes Media Group page as well. So, Diana, thank you so much for joining us today, and we wish you all the best, and I definitely look forward to talking to you offline a little bit more and how we can help you. You know, Adam, thank you so much for asking me to come on. I, I greatly appreciate it. Not a problem. You have yourself a good day, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, you too. That's all the time we have today. That was Diana Monsignor, our special guest. Swim for Vets. Check them out. Go to swim, the number four, vets.org. Support. And uh, if you can, if you're out in the California area this summer, uh, make sure you take a look for her as she's coming out of the water on July 18th, 19th. And again, check it out. Their website is swim, the number four, vets.org. Until next time, I'm Adam. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to The Decision Hour.